Hello, I'm Thomas, and this is the KAANP, the Knoxville Area Artists Networking Platform. And here we talk to artists about themselves, the art they make, and where they make it, kind of. So yeah, stick around, give us a listen, enjoy the show. Hello, Hannah. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well on this uh, dreary December Sunday morning. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's I like gorgeous. it. If if I was into uh, slightly depressing dystopian horror settings, it'd be great. It's pretty much my life. The only thing we're missing is the fog. Yeah, zombie fog's pretty good. Oh, man. It's thick and dense. You're, you know, like when you walk in into the fog, walking up the street in Silent Hill, if that was my road right now, it would be almost perfect. That's what made me want to be a nurse. <laughs> walking into the fog? Just or walking so- into the fog. <laughs> Those are life. Those are goals right there. <laughs> yeah, walk into the fog, save people. Yeah, save people's lives. Right, and that's not something people write about in terror novels at all. Sexy bandages. Mm, there you go. There you go. And really short skirts with red <laughs> pinstripes. Right, yeah. that's it. Great. <laughs> and you know, no face visual. Reason why I'm not a nurse. <laughs> I really just can't pull off the pinstripes. <laughs> I don't. I, you could probably do better than I could. The long white coat, though, I could rock. Oh, see, the long white coat, it would just, it would be weird. I can't pull off white. I turn yellow. <laughs> I feel if I have any excuse to ever wear a pocket protector, that would be it. Oh my because I can't, I can't casually just wear a pocket protector as a professional in my line of work. It just you doesn't. Could. It could. You'd have to have something ridiculous in the pocket, though. Well, I mean, I carry knives, but I have a tool pouch for that that hangs around my waist. So a pocket okay, protector fair. would be a bit, a bit much. You don't have anything to protect in your pocket? No, no. All the dangerous stuff around my sleeve. change that. I I could have a chef's coat for wrapping cars with a knife and a poker right there. Just have like a little squirrel just (coughs) chilling out in your pocket. Oh, man. Pull some Bob Ross shit. That'd be great. Look look at my my pocket squirrel. (laughs) Everyone, let's just take a break from these happy trees and look at this lovely squirrel that's taking a nap in my pocket. He just pulls it right out of his pearl button shirt pocket right above his heart. That's where he keeps his baby squirrels. If I'm half the squirrel dad that man is when I die, I'll consider myself a good day, a, a good dad. A good day and, dad. And a, yeah, a good day dad. And a My dad's a way thing. Halfway decent human being at that point. <laughs> yeah, your dad streams with you on Twitch sometimes, right? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, okay, so I was the one that first started streaming, and then my brother picked it up as well. Oh, he caught the bug, huh? Kind of. My brother's so weird. He's like a... A version of me, except for, like, make it six foot three and, like, 250 pounds and pretty religious and has three kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So, he's, his is, like, the super PG stream and mine is just all Whatever the hell you want. fucking talking about tits. Um, <laughs> and then my dad likes to show up on, on stream. So, he comes and visits every once in a while. And when he does, it's usually right before... I'm about to go on. So he's just he like chills out. He doesn't bust in on you like right when you're. No, I make sure that he doesn't because it would <laughs> seriously throw me off. But uh, one time he was on there and he actually played Phasmophobia and it was hilarious. Oh, great. Yeah. Like he used to play video games when he was younger, but it wasn't anything like games are now right, at yeah. all. You I can't mean, you can't stream an Atari 2600, right? No, <laughs> no, you can't. And the games that he mainly played like fighting games like Soul Calibur, um, played Mortal Kombat a lot. He was played as Raiden and just purposely killed us because he couldn't in real oh. life, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a way to uh, take out aggression. take out those frustrations. <laughs> yeah, and Raiden's yeah. a great character to just ex- 
exert your authoritarianism with because you know he he lays down the all law the occasionally. Lightning. All yeah, the all freaking the lightning. lightning. <laughs> did he ever? Did he ever get into uh, like Dynasty Warriors or anything like that? I don't know about that. He played a lot of. Uh, he got big. Well, okay, so pretty much he would get us games that he just so kinda, he could play them? a little bit. Ooh. So like Soul Calibur and Tekken, he was just like, all right, so Mitsurugi, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and okay, you're Dad. On the controller, like. I'm like, Dad. I guess I'm in on this now. I'm like 14. What are you doing? And he's just like, ah. Just yeah, mercilessly beating your character on the screen. Yeah. And you just have to watch this gratuitous yeah, violence. Exactly. And he's just like, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> thanks. This is great. Dad. Family time. Yeah. <laughs> Family time is when you get to kill each other. You right? Know? Yeah. It's we just... all sit down around the TV and uh, execute uh, just overboard violence. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's fun, though. I, I like to be able to stream with him every once in a while because then people realize, like, oh, that's where you get your horrible sense of humor. All your dad <laughs> jokes from is literally from your dad. Well, I don't uh, – I've, I've never streamed with my father. My dad doesn't play video games, and you're the only person I know that streams with a parent. Yeah. yeah. I know people that stream with their wives or, the, or yeah, their significant different. others and stuff like that, but not, not – uh, not their, not their a dad. parental figure, which is yeah. pretty unique, and I like it's it. It's weird. Um, so <laughs> I play a lot of Monster Hunter. Yeah, I've noticed, and and I I was thinking about getting that game it. because it's on sale right now. Yep, she should. I play it on PC and PlayStation 4, so Ooh. if you ever need a little hunty bud, I got you for cool. those hard carries. Cool. Um, so I was playing that, and I was in this, this streaming Monster Hunter marathon with, like, 18 other streamers, and it was just continuous. Like, everyone raids the next person on the list, and you just keep dumping people. <laughs> and... Um, so we were doing this one. It was really, really hard. So we had all these quests that we had to complete, but there was limitations on everything. So we had to um, wear certain types of armor, use certain weapons. It was really, really difficult. And right. at one point in time, we had to fight this lightning unicorn monster. What? And, <laughs> yeah, Kieran, what a bitch. Um, and then <laughs> I had to use this lance, but it literally looked like a giant corn on the cob. And I was trying to like poke this thing in the butt, and okay, I just is, couldn't stop is laughing. That, is that is that was that a mod or is that just how it looks? It's just how it looks. <laughs> it honestly just looks like this, and it's just terrible. And and all you can really do is poke it because you got a lance, so it just looks like I'm trying to poke this horse in the butt with this corn cob, and I'm just cracking up. And then turns out my mom decided to make a twitch at that moment in time and jumped into my chat. Oh, so she gets to watch you poke the lightning yeah. unicorn with the corn cob straight yeah. in the ass. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're sitting there enjoying yourself, and your mom's like, "What yep. the hell?" Right. And I get this follow. I was like, "Londa Ray." I was like, Mom? Is <laughs> question, that you? Question, exclamation point. Uh, and she's like, oh, hi, honey. And I was like, oh, no. Mom dropping F in the chat. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And all of my sound alerts are just horribly inappropriate. Like, oh, God, like what? For, for my subs, it's like, what are you doing, step bro? Oh, my God. <laughs> And then it's really good. Um, and then if anyone does a dono, it's it, I don't know where I found this clip, but it's some sort of like sound bit that someone did from um, League of Legends, where it's like your dick is ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes off like that, and someone p- placed a dono right when my mom's like, "All right, I'm gonna go, honey." I'm like, "Okay, cool, leave, leave right now." Yeah, don't, don't. I don't need you to hear this. It's like, like, oh, she's gonna be so confused what I do. Initially, when I started streaming, she thought I did it naked because she had no idea what Twitch was. Oh, like, well, thanks, mom. I, that, it's nice that she assumed the worst I and know. found out otherwise. I was right? like, it's not only fans. She's like, I just don't understand why anyone would want to watch you play video games. I'm like. Have a personality, you bitch. <laughs> Mom, they're fun, even if you just watch. I know. God. Okay. It's like bartending, <laughs> except for I don't get them drunk. I get drunk. 
And it works out better that like way. You don't have anyway. to leave your house either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Great. it's it's you're way more comfortable the I entire don't time. You're not have to take my clothes off. You're right. You're right. Crazy. And you're subjected to nobody's bullshit except in the chat room. Yeah, but that's why you have mods, so you don't yeah. have to deal with that anyway. Exactly. So it's like all right. It's not all on you all the time. Yeah. Oh, gotta love mods. Shiny nights. <laughs> Shiny nights. Uh, so what other uh, outputs and mediums do your creative efforts take? God. So right now it's it's mainly Twitch. Um, obviously, I make a lot of art as well, and I really enjoy doing that. Um, Your stained glass dicks really entertain <laughs> me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yes, I do make stained glass penises. They are so much fun. They're on so many Christmas trees this year. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think a few grandmothers have it on their oh, trees too. Amazing. I just don't know if they know it's a dick. Uh, well, it's I mean, not. How do you not. It's. It's fairly obvious. Well, I mean, I've, it's not I've erect the, though. So yeah, well, it, it's what a is big it? old glass flaccid dick. Yeah. Yeah, it, Healthy six inches. <laughs> it's they're not small and they're they're not oddly that. colored. Like it's it's easy to tell. It's, it's a dick. Girth. Yeah, it's it's obviously a phallus. Yeah. There's no two mm-hmm. ways about it. But it's, it's even good. better if some little grandma's just like, oh, now we gotta put this one on the tree. And yeah, just oh, like, look at oh. it. It's perfect. And and they are nice. You do them very well. <laughs> so the execution is really nice. So I'm just like, yeah, grandma, take this. Put it wherever you want. Add that to my skill set. When my kids ask me one day, like, mom, what were you like in college? And after college, I'd be like, well, I used to make a lot of stained glass, stained glass sticks and then poke monsters and dragons in the butt. What did you do, kids? It's like, oh. Okay. Like, what have your what forms have your creative outputs? <laughs> well, you know, I got my finger paint on the wall. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Bingo. You know, it's just so controlled. But I think art should be ridiculous in every way, shape, and form. It's it's too serious sometimes. Yeah, I mean, bright colors and goofy shapes and things like that are uh, are marvelous. All, always marvelous. fun. I I can't not enjoy using bright colors. I, I'm so jealous of how you use bright colors because I am more like, I like doing blacks and whites and, and contrast stuff, but I don't usually go into like the fluorescent or the neon. Yeah, I, I play in that arena hard, mm-hmm. real hard. It's like, really nice. Wow, it's freaking great. When, when I go hard in the paint, it's always bright colors. I, I really don't do a whole lot of dark work. Like that square, that 12 by 12 mm-hmm. next to the Batman cross stitch right there yeah. is one of my darker pieces, and I made that like three years ago. I like that. I like it a lot. Stippling is a bitch. Yeah, that's that was. Uh, every now and again, I get into that just because I want to drive myself crazy. That's exactly what it does. I've also every seen dot. like uh, motorized stippling pins. What? Yeah, that's Isn't a that thing. just like a <clears throat> tattoo machine that doesn't go in your skin. Um, kinda. And then there are some that don't use like uh, rotary motors to gotcha. do that. So uh, there there are a few varieties of them, but I've seen them and they look like fun. And I've tempted spending like 50 60 bucks on a cheap one to mm-hmm. try it out just to see how i like it pretty good but then i'm just like how much is, is 50 or 60 bucks worth that three hours of my sanity i don't know it probably would benefit me to let that go every now and again and just like yeah. go crazy doing some dots for a couple hours sometimes it's really nice <laughs> same thing with like repetitive patterns mm, i yeah. really like there's those. a lot of really tiny hand-drawn circles in that piece so yeah. uh waiting between the line work and waiting on the watercolor to dry and doing all the dots and the circles mm-hmm. that is that piece is a bit more uh, lengthy in, in its workflow Definitely. than my normal stuff. <laughs> One of the very few, uh, very first mediums I did back in college was working on uh, custom shoes. Yeah. And my friend, she's like, hey, I've got these Toms. You want to just doodle on them? I don't know what to do. And I was like, okay, well, what do you sure. want? Like, send me a picture or something. Um, and she's like, well, I really want this henna design, but it's really difficult. And there's all these circles. I was like, I don't care. Just, I'll do it. Just show me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I was like, I've got time. And then I started doing those, and they turned out really well easy when you have like fabric to do circles because you can work around the weaves but yeah you don't have that you're just like wow i really can't draw a circle to save my life 
Well, and I feel like canvas materials too are really, <clears throat> really difficult because yeah. of the texture, especially when you're trying to make really nice crisp lines. Can't do it. No, it just Can't doesn't do happen. Because <laughs> you'll stand at that wrong angle where you just see it, and then it's going to drive you nuts. Oh, every time. And then you know, being fabric and being a shoe, yep. none none of the radius on the corners are uniform, mm -hmm. and nothing's like it's all built the way it's built to, to move. Yeah. So nothing's in the same place. Twice. It is fun though until like you wear them for a long time and you're like, wow, this art is literally ripping to pieces because I'm wearing these. And you're like, oh, goodbye shoes, goodbye. I guess I'm gonna throw you out now. <laughs> well, I mean, then it's a well-used piece of art. You got you yeah. got your miles out of it. Yeah, but I'm like, man, maybe I should have just like got it printed on the shoes and then I wouldn't have to do it. Mm. But that's a whole that's a whole separate shenanigan, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. and it's not it, it, a similar gratification, but not the same. Yeah, I thought about that when I was doing stained glass. If I got a CNC machine and could pre-score the glass, I could manufacture the, the dicks significantly quicker. Yeah. But it wouldn't be the same. No. Because they're not hand Because there's nothing like hand-drawing a penis. There is, true. <laughs> well, the funny thing, too, when you make stained glass is not only do you have to, like, cut the shapes out, but you have to grind down the glass. So I'm literally grinding dicks all day. And you it's know, I never like, thought about that. You're I totally know, there's, right. There's nothing else. It's just and like, And then oh. you have to apply fire to these dicks? Yes, like, uh-huh. You have to assemble the dick. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You have to solder them together and polish them. It's important to polish the dicks afterwards. Is it just the knob or the whole thing? It's, you know, at first I started with <laughs> just, just the tip, but then I was like, no, 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 we're going all the way on this one. Um, Shaft yeah. and balls. Exactly. Yes. And then after, like, 30 of those, you're like, I'm tired. Really tired. <laughs> so what other silly stained glass things have you done? Um, so with stained glass, I really don't do too many things just because with stained glass, you kind of have to either have a studio to do it or do it in the summertime because mm -hmm. temperature is a little bit of an issue. You don't want to be like when you grind it, it's a wet, it's a wet yeah. grinder. So, you're so you don't want to do that when it's cold. Yeah. And it, well, it's just freaking freezing and your yeah. hands will go numb. And then that's usually when you end up cutting yourself on accident because you are dealing with glass. Um, which is an easy thing to forget until you're like, wow, what's that? You're like, why, oh, it's blood. Why am I looking at the tendons in my hand? I'm just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've never done any, you know, flat or stained glass work with mm -hmm. panes, but I've done borosilicate. With, oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah. A little bit of blown glass here and there. So, you know. Blown glass would be really cool. I've, I've certainly cut the piss out of my fingers and just be like, hmm, that's what the inside of my hand looks like. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Well, I can't see it anymore. There's blood everywhere. Like, yeah, it's weird because sometimes with the, with the glass, depending on how it how it shatters and how it's scored, you really don't realize how sharp some things are. Like, yeah, you won't even feel it. It just looks like a, a nice 90-degree angle on the corner it's of this not. glass, and then, you know, it's two microns thick, and that's sharper than a scalpel, and yeah. then all of a sudden you've laid yourself open. Exactly. Yeah. There was, there was one point I was, I was making these dicks, and it was it was getting cold. It was fall, and um, the studio I was working in at the time had no heat and no mm, electricity. Mm, mm, mm. So, like, I had sun up until sundown. That, I'm like, got to get that going. perfect sunlight, though. <laughs> no, it's great. It's really all natural, except for you're like, I can't see what I'm doing. Um, but, true, true craftsmanship. Right? So Adverse was, conditions. <laughs> I was cutting all these, and um, all of a sudden I was like, why is there these? Like, what the hell did this red dot come from? I was like, what? <laughs> why is there this other red dot? I'm like, I'm just confused. Like, I was just jamming out to music. And then I looked down, I was like, oh, my God, I am covered in blood. Like <laughs> it's like all down my sweater. I was like, oh, this got really metal really quick. I wasn't ready. Yeah, right? Oh, no, look at me. I'm covered in my own blood? I was like, like <laughs> oh, I guess I could do blood typing right now if I want to, but <laughs> I would rather not. Good thing for Band-Aids. 
So, so what got you into the stain class? Um, a lie. A lie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. I, that's how I get into most things, believe it or not. Did somebody sell you a bag of, a bag of goods <laughs> that weren't exactly the bag no, of goods? No, not even the case. So I'm really good at talking big game. If I'm like, yeah, it sounds like something I'd be good at, sure, I can do it. And I'm, I've never done it before in my I mean, life. That, that, that's almost how I conned you into doing the colorful <laughs> canines. Like, hey, you can paint. Come do this with me in public. That's the kind of how that happens. And I was just like, <laughs> I guess I can. I mean, we're going to pretend that's art. We're right? all going to look like we know what we're doing at least i know I'll, least. I'll just be one of those really bad like oh yeah you paint is it paint by numbers i'm like yeah <laughs> it's good it's great I, I put the paint on the brush it's fine it's cool i, I used methods of madness so mm. it has to be art but um <laughs> so the guy that i was renting my art studio from he was okay so in, in knoxville did you hear about the little like hobbit town they were thinking about building yeah yeah, yeah in south knoxville yeah, yeah all that which all i that think jazz. has hit the fan oh I've boy heard. has it that's, yeah oh that's that's a I whole heard story there was no permits or any anyway. oh no they started they started construction and irrigation control and soil work and all that stuff well before they had any other what? like full legit construction permits the only hey. thing they've done so far is I think completed the one like model house they were going to do. That is so ridiculous. But they prepped the whole site and then the county or whoever was just like, uh, y'all can't, no, can't do you that. don't have papers for this shit. <laughs> Where are your papers? Oh wait, they don't exist. Correct. So, um, so the woodworker that was renting to me the space, he was working on the doors for these hobbit houses. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to, I had to look away. <laughs> that, I, I think the world just got a little smaller because I think I have a friend that worked. Is it in, Seth? In and around, uh, hmm? Seth? No, Steph Cabell. Hmm. Do you know her? I do not know Steph. Oh, well, you're going to have to. I'm going to have to, yeah. You're going to have to. So the world's getting a little smaller, everybody. Cool. This makes me happy. Um, so he was making the doors, and he had a big circular window in there that was about two feet in diameter. And he's just like, you know, it'd be really cool if I could put stained glass in here. And I was like, well, I've done work with resin. I mean... But that wouldn't really work on an exterior door. You right. have to be careful with it to yellow and stuff like that. And he's just like, yeah. He's like, yeah, do you know anyone that makes stained glass? I was like, no. I'm like, I could probably do it. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah totally can do it. And he's Shrugs, just like, I'll give it a try. He's like, cool. Uh, can you have it done in like two weeks? And I'm like, <gasps> okay, that's fine. This is this is good. And I was like, Google, 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 YouTube. <laughs> Watch all the videos. Teach me internet. Hey. And I was like, oh, crap. One of my, my aunts makes this in California. I was like, hey, what do I need to buy? <laughs> So was, that, was that an awkward phone call because you don't talk to this it person? It wasn't a lot? even a phone call. It was a text <laughs> message. I was like, so well, I'm least, starting to make stained glass. At least like, you're on oh. that basis. You can have a, like a comfortable text exchange. So comfy. <laughs> it's the most comfy. Like zeros and ones. Yay. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to my Aunt Val about it, and she was just like, yeah. So she makes really, really like beautiful traditional stained glass. Like if you want orchids, you could put orchids and birds and oh. all these things and panes and windows. And she does. Um, so there's a foil method that you can do. Um, for more smaller, like, odd shaping pieces. And then you can also do, like, the lead came, which is what it's called. Uh, lead came method. And those are kind of like the strips that they put on the side yeah. and then the do it at the joints. Yeah. yeah. So she she does both of that. And I was just like, all right, so I need your help real quick. I'm going to call him this favor. How do I do this? She's like, I am I really can't teach you unless you're here, but there's this YouTube video that might help. I was like, give me the YouTube video right Simulinx. now. Simulinx. Simulinx. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do it. So <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. So, so I finally get the stuff to make it. I was like, all right, I got no idea what I'm going to do. I have no idea how to maintain this circle shape. We're going to go ahead and wing this. Like, I have all the tools and some of the materials. Let's and, go. And two neurons. Let's, let's get fire in. Um, so <laughs> I just started making it and it turned out really well and it, it worked. And I was like, okay, I didn't drop it. Mount, hey. Mountain scaled. 
Yep, done. Done and done. It didn't like drop never it. <laughs> I was so worried. Like picking that thing up was so stressful. So like it's, so stressful. It's a pane of glass on a table. It's this, it's this big. Yeah. yeah. It, like, then you have to worry pick too. Up something like, flat on a flat surface. When you have something that's really large, lead when you, okay, when you do soldering and stuff, it's pretty weak when mm. when you think about it. So I'm like, really, if I would have held it by one side, the whole thing could have just like bowed. Yeah. And, and cracked, yeah. Yeah, then I would have cried immensely. Because Cheers. once you get a framer on those things, that's when they become really... Yeah, yeah. and this was not framed. So it's just <laughs> like, okay, what could go wrong? All of these things that could go wrong. And he's like, cool, well, if we get this bid, you're going to have to make like 20 more of them. And I was like, 20 more? What? I thought I was just doing one. Okay, <laughs> um, that's fine. But then the whole thing hit the fan anyway. And I was like, well, now I got all this glass and I know how to cut things, so... Uh, What's so something? Dicks. What is something that no one would fully expect? <laughs> a dick. We're gonna make dicks. <laughs> and then, and then that's the rest of the story is. Yeah, they took off. I ended up making like thirty-five dicks in a month. <laughs> and and like, there was one point where I called my dad. That's more than one dick a day. It's a lot of dick. You know, I was giving <laughs> so many people D for Christmas. Like it's insane. Yes, men, women, grandmas, grandpas, everyone's getting Hannah's D. It was right. like, oh, okay, this is good. So it, is that what you market it as, Hannah's D? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and I was selling out of a, a, a central depot in the old city as yeah. well. They're just All of my dicks were on a wall, and you can pick out your dick. Just um, go grab a dick right off the wall? Mm-hmm, great. Whichever one you please? Just grab a dick. It's, it's great. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was definitely really, really fun. But I called my dad once, and he was um, – he was traveling for sales, and it turns out his boss was in the car with him. Oh, so that's great. Well, it was great because this did not go how I thought it would, and when I say that, I mean it went hilarious. So my dad is just as um, crazy immature as I am. Good. And so he he gets on the phone, and he has me on speaker. Oh, you don't so ever put anyone great. on speaker. What are you doing? You got to tell him first. Yeah, right? Nothing. Anyway, he's like, yeah, my boss is in here. And then I was like, okay, well. Well, I guess I'll call you later or whatever. And the bo- I hear his boss say, can, can I say something, Tony? And, and my dad's like, yeah, I don't care. Sure. He's just like, you make really good D's. <laughs> I was like, Dad, you told your boss? And he's like, yeah, I showed him. It's hilarious. I'm like, Dad, stop doing that. That's weird. That's don't so show weird. your boss my dick. <laughs> like, you can't be doing that. I'm like, this is one of those situations I never, ever thought I would be in. The moment when your dad is telling his boss about your glass dick. And how proud he is. And how proud he is of you. And I'm just like, you know, of all the things to, to make your father proud, making glass dicks was never one I would have ever thought. Well, I'm, I'm sort of in a similar boat with with some of my products because, mm-hmm. you know, I make the glowy cuss words. Yes, I love So that. I have uh, fuck, shit, and cunt mm-hmm. available to the masses. So and well. I've had They're people wonderful. tell me that they put them in their window. I've had people send me pictures of them above their bed mm-hmm. in their master bedroom. I've seen God. people have it in their bathroom. Apparently, the word fuck is just a really fun thing to put on your wall to mm-hmm. accent a space in your home. Yeah, totally. And I just think it's hilarious that I get to give someone a fuck. Cool. Because then they have a fuck to give. Yes, the only and fuck to give. The only, the, there is the one fuck unless one you fuck. buy two of them. But you have to, uh, Fair. you have to uh, get you a fuck to fuck. give a fuck. I haven't made any smaller fucks yet. So. No, just big fucks. <laughs> well, see, the funny part about it is it's my handwriting. That's even better. So That's it's, even it's better. to the you know it's the scale that it is. If I were to draw up a mm-hmm. custom font that was you know yeah, a bit more uh, blocky and not script mm. because I wrote it in my cursive. You have very nice handwriting. Thank by you. Way. I wrote it like forty times and oh, then picked I'm out the sorry. right one. Well, I mean, you should have seen it um, when I drew That's out. That's a lot of fucks. It is a lot of fucks, but you know what? 
my Fs mm-hmm. after that came out looking pristine. I bet they did. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. You I, should make one that says twat. My, you know, I'm always on the search for the next cuss word to, to make an I additive expression. I personally commission a twat. Okay, well, then you have a twat. Specifically a twat waffle. Oh, I, that'd have to be two pieces, but That's we can fine. make it happen. Right I did a flying time. fuck not you too long You did a flying ago. fuck? Yeah, the guy's got it on his fridge right now, which is another one of those uh, you know, customer-submitted really photos good. I have. It's great. He's got it on top of his stainless steel fridge, and it's like mm-hmm. the only thing on the fridge, and a bottle of Knob Creek on top. So I was like, this is perfect. I love it. Flying mm. fuck. See, twat waffle is just wonderful. I don't know why I love saying twat waffle as much as I do, but I really do. It's one of my favorite phrases. I mean, I can't hate you for it. It's fun to say. Got it on a mug. And Amazing. It's, and it's got a waffle. <laughs> Twat waffle. That's that's amazing. You, I'm gonna have to see this. You mug. really should. I'll send you the link. <laughs> I'll just be like, oh my god. I'll be like, yep. Yeah. Look. I that told and you. clam slam. Clam slam's a good one too. Ah. Uh. Like, <laughs> the female version of a tea bag. I'm just like, huh. Clam slam. Clam slam. That's that's a new one on me. And I'm so happy. It's just <laughs> the things you learn while being on the internet. You're just like, oh my god! And not even on the internet. It's the internet with other people. Yeah, the internet with other the people too. is way more fun it's than just everywhere. the internet. Well, yeah. It, <laughs> gosh, and my my channel when I stream, it's it's kind of all over the place. So like, we have people from Denmark, Australia, pretty much anywhere, Brazil. Um, but one of our, our Danish dudes, he, he likes to say like English words, but the Danish version. Oh yeah. And he's just like, so just so you know, the word bay in Danish means pile of shit. <laughs> so you're literally calling your significant other. Oh, pile of shit. I'm just like, oh, but you, but you, you're mean it, you know, affectionately. Uh, you are my favorite pile of shit. Yeah. You are the only Before pile of shit pile that of I'm shit. okay with. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's fine. This like, is you're, great. The, you're the pile of shit. I want closest to me. Above yeah. Everyone the closest else. pile of shit. I don't yeah. know. So yeah, yeah. It just goes great. downhill from there. So, uh, that that's some of the things I love about interacting with people on the internet. That's great. All the collaborations are just insane, like insanely crazy because you just have no idea what you're going to expect or like the people you're going to meet or yeah. whose dad is going to be streaming what in this case because I'm like, right. oh, hey, dad. <laughs> He's like, I'm better at games than you, and I was like, whatever. We'll, j- we'll just have to fight and see what happens. <laughs> Duke it out, fisticuffs, let's go. He's like, let me play as Mitsurugi. I'm like, no, you're no. not playing as that no, character. You, you have one handicap, and that's that character has to fuck right off. Yeah, <laughs> right off, right off. Stop. All done, all done. Like, all right. oh, you have lefty flip. Let's do it. <laughs> let's see how you do now, Dad. So what? Uh, what other mediums are you working in outside of glass? Um, so I work. I've d- I did a lot of oil painting. Um, I've taken a break from that just because it takes so freaking long for it to dry. That's why I never picked up oil yeah. paints. I like it better than acrylic because I don't work fast enough for acrylic. Yeah. And then, well, it depends on how big of a piece I'm doing, too. Because, I mean, usually I'll do pretty big-sized canvases. So with acrylic, I'm just like, I'm dying because I can't <laughs> blend anything. <laughs> my arm's going to fall off. But then oil paint is like, and I touched it with my elbow, and now I'm covered in paint. Right, because it smears everywhere. Yeah, and then you can't really get it off of you either. And you're like, do I just douse myself in mineral spirits? Why I'm not my, sure. My elbow is burnt umber for three weeks It now. is always burnt umber. Why is it always burnt umber? <laughs> or blue. You'll get blue on your face, and you're just like, well, I can't even hide this. There's nothing I can do. Mm. Um, I do a lot of wood burnings. I really enjoy doing pyrography. I'm, right now I'm working on a Lord of the Rings map. So that is Shit. a lot of fun. Um, I do a lot of pet <laughs> portraits as well with that, usually around Christmas time for people. Yeah, I've seen some of the pet portraits. Mm-hmm. They look really good. 
Yeah, those are those are a ton of fun. Um, let's see, I've done wire art. I've just I do a lot of weird things. Teeny origami? Does that even count? Teeny I don't origami? Know. Like yeah. real, like small stuff. Like small the size things? of like a grain of rice. Oh my god! Teeny origami. It's like the one Japanese trade I actually got is like, oh, congratulations, you can make origami. You don't have the math skills, but you can do the origami. You can fold paper, and the paper's really tiny. Yeah. Congratulations. It's like, oh. Okay, this works. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get married. <laughs> Teeny origami and cats. This is fine. But well, I mean, you know, uh, you could be like that one gentleman that paid his speeding ticket with uh, dollar bill origami pigs. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's freaking great. Yeah, it was all $1 bills, and it was a couple hundred pigs? bucks. Yeah, and he brought it in a Dunkin' Donuts box. Oh, that is even better. Mm. I actually got pulled over th- for the first time this year. They made him unfold all of them, though, so it was so really sad. sad. Got my first ticket. What? Your first ticket? I know. I'm 27. I got my first ticket. I was freaking speeding in a school zone. Granted, I was going the normal speed in the school zone, but I didn't know school was back in session because all the COVID stuff. So I just, I didn't know. You going through the school zone while everybody's doing the virtual learning. Yeah. I'm just Mm. like, I had no idea. And then, so I get pulled over and I was like, ah, fuck. And I was like, okay, note to self. At least I'm not the type of person that cries when I get pulled over. (laughs) What I learned about myself today is... <laughs> I don't cry when I get pulled over. I'm like, however, I still have no idea what to do now. I'm like, okay, so what happens next? And he's like, like... I'm an adult, but I don't know shit about this scenario. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> is this your first time? Like, yeah. Were you like white-knuckling the steering wheel? Well, like, after I swear I didn't do anything? Oh, no, God. No, not at all. I mean, I was fine. I was just like, don't make jokes about cops. Don't make jokes about cops. Please don't make jokes. They get really about... offended when you do that. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I should have been like, oh, hey, officer. Why are you pulling me over? I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, do you play video games? Excuse me. <laughs> do you like <laughs> racing games? Because <Yeah. laughs> I do. <laughs> Can you tell? I'm also a terrible driver in racing games. I can't play those to save my life. <laughs> like, It's like the only time I have serious, like, oh, that's the other like Asian trait I have, and, and, but only in video games. I, I drive like a stereotypical Asian female driver. Just, so just in video games, though. I'm gonna, yes, hopefully, maybe. <laughs> well, Change clear. over I'm... 10 lanes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> signal, signal. I know where the buttons are. Sometimes I just don't always push them. Oh like, it's just the overcorrecting is the worst. Uh, I, <laughs> racing games, I I like the VR racing games. As okay, of I've late. never done the VR oh, ones. Oh, man. If, if, I, if we had time, I'd throw you in one of them. But. Are, they, are they really difficult? Like, uh, I can't even imagine what that would be if, like. If, you, if you're not into um, tempting motion sickness, I found that some people can handle it and some people can't. So if you really if, if you don't know, uh-huh. then, then there's an opportunity for you to find out. I've done <laughs> VR before, but I've only played one game, and it was Rush of Blood. I haven't played that. Okay, so uh, do you know anything about it? No. Okay, so it's, it's by, it's kind of like the Until Dawn... Of, of, of the VR scenario. Yeah. Right now. Okay. So you're in this little, like, you're at a carnival, because what could go wrong at a carnival? A place full of happiness and mm-hmm. innocence, right? And clowns. Yeah. Love clowns. Um, but yeah, you're in, like, this little roller coaster car, and um, it's the first thing, the first thing that made me realize is I have a very strong personal space bubble, and I think I've developed it from bartending, but... Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> this guy who's, like, the ringmaster, like, leans in really close to you, and I was, like, against the freaking couch. I was, like, right. get away. Why are, why are you still do, in my face? Do not want... And I was like, no, why aren't you picking up on my body language, man? Um, and you have these two guns, and you're just, like, firing at all these crazy clowns with chainsaws and stuff. And I'm just like, all right, I have anxiety. This is anxiety. I don't like this. Oh, my God, no. It was bad. It turns out I get really shaky when I'm scared. So my guns are like, no, 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 no. Just shooting everything. I'm like, I don't know. It's going to be there. It's bad. 
But oh, yeah, goodness. not a fan. Uh, not a fan. Uh, I didn't get super sick or anything, but you do feel the drops in the roller coaster, and that was weird. Yeah, that was it, freaking it, weird. I've, if you if you look at people pulling pranks on people in VR on YouTube, oh God, you'll see them so like bad. you'll see you'll see people like sitting in an office chair, kind of like what what I'm sitting in. And, yeah. And if they're really trying to screw with the person, they'll put them on a, a roller coaster video or whatever, and yeah. then um, they'll move the chair. Oh, screw that! So screw so it's like a 4D that. movie no, 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 at no, no, Dollywood or something, no, you know? It's terrible. And then when they go over the top, and they'll just dump them straight out of the chair. It's terrible. <laughs> I would never do that to anybody, but I, I need everybody to understand that is one of the funniest things you can do to a good friend of yours. Because if you do it to somebody that's just an acquaintance, that you might start a fight. But like, I don't know, you could just end up getting married someday. It's just like it's a toss up. It's I dumped her ass right out of that chair. She never saw it coming. Had that headset on, mm-hmm. right? Yep, no, it's a match made in heaven. We've been together for fifty-five years. I broke my nose, but you know he fixed it for me. So it's okay. he fixed it for me. Oh, see, that's that's how those relationships go. <laughs> yeah, he set my septum. It's fine. <laughs> Like, and my heart was his. <laughs> God, terrible. So oil paints, glass, streaming, uh, do you have anything beyond those? Do you have any other mediums oh gosh. that you like well, to work in? Or what well, What have you worked in in the past outside I've worked of in a lot of things. I've, I've tried watercolor. I am so bad at watercolor. Um, I, I do a lot of spray paint. I really like working with spray paint. That one's a lot of fun. Um See, I'm trying to think of the art classes I've done. I like working with clay and mm-hmm. doing sculpture stuff. I really wanted to take a class where you get to, like, sculpt a face, but I never had the chance to do one. So at some point in time, I will attempt to make a face, and hopefully it won't look like sloth from uh, the Goonies. It'll probably look like sloth, though. That's okay. I mean, that's a beloved character. It's true. You can only hope to resemble that I that think character. it probably, sloth probably single-handedly boofed boosted um babe ruth sales you like know what tenfold. you know what yes but what what did he boof i, I want to know <laughs> i, I want to know the rest of that accidental <laughs> statement well he done boofed uh he boofed all those sales along with crop tops oh my god boofed. listen that man know how to rock a superman crop top <laughs> gross. That's so gross, man. it's just like some of the fashion sense in the 80s was so questionable it's like look how tall my socks are but look how short my shorts are it's like i really want to show you the six inches in the middle of my thigh yes exactly mm. Mm. Just ball hugging it's, it's, it's all fun and games until someone pops a testicle and you're just like oh please put that away it's like we're all here now we're all really close i'm not ashamed and everybody else here is really uncomfortable. <laughs> so uncomfortable. That sounds terrifying. Like I oh. just, I really crack up about the total non-consequential things like sweatbands on the forehead and yeah. the wrists mm-hmm. and the leg warmers. That shit always cracks me up. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, decide, like, who decides that's cool? I need to wear a unitard with leggings and my calves are the mm-hmm. only thing that's going to be cold. Why are your so calves going to be cold? My leg warmers. Well, oh, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work either. Then, like, everything was so high-waisted where it's like, do you really enjoy just having a horrible camel toe and wedgie the whole time? <laughs> like, I just, I don't understand that one either. It's just, mm, no. I feel like go. if that's a trend you you that found you at the time instead of you just, like, fell into it on accident. Like, I don't, I don't want to be one of those gentlemen from the 50s that gets their chest hair caught in their zipper. Like, I really, really don't. I don't really don't because you know those high-waisted yeah. pants for men were all the rage back then they and were i just something. can't imagine getting oh, uh, getting my my like bell bottoms are starting to come back too and i'm just like okay does That's this mean i don't have to wear shoes anymore can i just not wear shoes under my bell bottoms because no one's gonna see them yeah i, I mean as long, as long as the bells are big enough i don't yeah, see why your pants get so freaking dirty too and then it goes back to jinko jeans now all right well you know 
when the flare starts. I bet starts you had the, a pair of those. Didn't I mean, you? who yeah. doesn't? Okay, yeah. I was born in were 1991. They, too? they were jeans. <laughs> they were jeans, and they were big as fuck. I ain't gonna mm. lie. And you know what? I had all the room for my Game Boy and the five games I wanted to take to school that day because. I was born in 1991, and that's the shit you did when you were in elementary, middle school, and I fucking rocked it, and I'm happy about it. I've I come used to, to shop at Journeys. I I've had come to terms <laughs> with my bullshit as I was a younger human being. I had all the skater clothes, kind of, where it's like either the super skinny jeans that were also really low cut and weird, where you're like, if I sit down, I have to hold the back up, otherwise everyone's going to see this butt. Just kidding, there was no butt there because I was so teeny. But um, yeah, it was just like, oh, God, when wearing double zero jeans was cool. I just don't understand that either. Like, just fashion. I would much rather see bell bottoms become more popular than Jinko flared out uh, trip pant kind of things come back. But trip pants were great because they were also such a liability. Like, if you wanted to go ahead and get in a fight with someone who was wearing trip pants, you better be prepared. You just grab them by the fucking pants. <laughs> just grab one of the loops. They're those those fake ass suspenders did nobody any good. No one any good at all. Like, <laughs> uh, one of my friends ended up, they were, they were kind of a bully. Back in the day with school, it was a little different, you know, a little different. Was public school? Yeah, of you course. You went to public school? Yeah, right. I did. Cool. We're normal people. In the northern Chicago land area, it was a hot <laughs> fucking mess. Um, but uh, they they had the jeans that had all the little freaking straps on them, and they, they tied them to the chair like, without the kid knowing. And they went uh, to stand up and just ate uh, shit. That's ate amazing. Shit. Oh, I would bad. hate. I would love to watch that. I would hate for it to be done to me. Well, the funny thing is, the teacher saw the whole thing happening and just let it happen. Well, at what point do you step in and say, hey, you know, kids, that's rude as hell. Quit that. Oh, man. All my teachers, like, let weird things happen. There's Okay, so I had this zoology teacher, and his name was Mr. Johnson, and he was, like, the most monotone, boring Okay, guy. so first of all, you had a zoology teacher. I did. I never had that. Really? Yeah. We dissected a cat. It was pretty fucking weird. I mean, I did that, but. Oh, was I yours never... just in your free time? It was outside of no, class? No, no, no. It was my <laughs> biology class right after we did the worms and the frogs. Come oh, on. Oh, we did pigs in that one. Um, but, yeah, in our zoology class, and he had this fish tank, and it was, like, saddest three goldfish that ever existed (laughs) like throughout the year honestly periodically the fish would just jump out and commit suicide and we're just so tired of hearing about like nideria and all that stuff oh my goodness (laughs) and um so in the middle of class yeah just commit suicide just out and flopping Mm -hmm. and there was this girl and her name was sophia and she hated that class and so and i sat next to her and I, i saw this chick just grab a gummy worm from her pocket and like a little paper clip and a piece of string and she's like Bitch, I'm going fishing. <laughs> oh my like, god! She threw it in there, and she's looking right at Mr. Johnson, and he's looking at her, and she's like, just trying to catch this fish. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh god. This is what happens today in class. Yeah, yeah. Well, now there's so many. Well, there were cell phones too when I was in school, so I mean, that's not really any different. But I, uh, I got in trouble for starting a fire in a microwave with the uh, with CDs. Yeah. Wait, with CDs. CDs, yeah, because they have the foil oh, on them, so do you know it. that cracks and whatnot. Yeah. Oh god, I didn't even. Think Oh yeah, it was great. This uh, our uh, school had to have all the hand sanitizer removed and exchanged because they were lighting it on fire. Yeah, did that, and then throwing it on people. Didn't do that. Yeah, we had a guy bring a taser in and just kept tasing his friends, and then he would kept tasing them back. And I was like, we probably shouldn't be tasing kids in school. Yeah, that's, you do that on the bus. Chicago. On the way home. <laughs> do that on the bus. But I think one of my most beloved ridiculous things that had happened was there was this kid named Andrew, and he used to pull ball with him. And he was just, he would do anything to get a reaction. And we had some really, really old bunch ladies. Like, like Bertha, freaking 89-year-old lady. But uh, he wore a leopard, 
print banana hammock and was hardcore whale tailing it like nobody's business and went in front of this old lady and bent down to get the Coke on the very bottom shelf. On purpose. On purpose. And she visibly shook. <sighs> and and just didn't know what to do but couldn't look away from it. That's like a car accident or a train wreck or, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. And like... <laughs> I can't say I wouldn't look away either because like, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> He pulled out the cup, lifted it. He's like, no, I want a Pepsi instead. Uh, <laughs> went, went, went back down. down. <laughs> yeah, he went right back down. And then he got sent to the principal's office. <laughs> what, what do you call, how do you punish a person for that? Like, what, yeah, what, like, what do you call me, the offense? Yeah, <laughs> how do you label this? Starring the, the, older, the elderly population with your booty? I have no idea. It wasn't indecent exposure. I don't know. If you see, like, a whole back end of a banana hammock, I mean, it's just like a man thong, you know? It's just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she couldn't handle the cheeks. She just couldn't handle the cheeks. How much cheek? A lot of cheek. Oh, okay. There okay. was a good amount. At least half ass was showing. Oh, okay. Like, he went for it. Okay, so he was not just, like, casually wearing a comfortable pair of pants. He was just like, all right, this is he what I'm doing like, today. I'm, I'm going for it. He was oh, a senior, God. so, of course, he oh, just Oh, he didn't give care. a shit. I wonder where he's at now. He probably, like, I don't know. He's probably a custodian. <laughs> Turns out he's a lunch man. Oh God! <laughs> he's like, Damn kids. He's a lunch man cussing mm-hmm. the kids. Back in my day, we get your pizza. To... It's a fruit. It's it's a fruit. Yeah, sure. We had really good pizza in school. I will say that ours is pretty legit. It was like Papa John's. Man, you keep talking about public school, and I keep getting more jealous. This is it bullshit. Good. It was legit. Uh, I'll just okay. Contrast here. How many kids were in your graduating class? Four hundred and fifty. I had 85. Oh, gross. <laughs> you can date your whole class if you try hard enough. No. No. You, you'd have I to mean, try pretty hard. I got around, but it wasn't like that. Okay, well, that's fair. Speed dating, high school style. Oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, that sounds like something you'd do at the ice cream parlor. Do people even have those still? Ice cream parlors mm-hmm. or speed datings? What? Well, either, both. Well, I mean, Tinder's kind of speed. I don't know. I don't like the apps. Dating apps are weird. <laughs> I'm too much of a boomer for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I just don't get it. Just like why? Why would I swipe in any direction? I'd rather just see if you're not gonna kill me. Like, please don't kill me. That, that, that's the thing I want to know first. Yeah. Are you safe person to be? And around? it's like, would you actually answer that? Like, answer that? Oh goodness, answer <laughs> that uh, truthfully too. And it's just like, no, I don't know. Like, can I trust you? Maybe. It's like, meet me at the bar. We'll find out. Hey. I'm just like, oh <laughs> no. I don't know how I feel about this. Okay, I only went on one Tinder date, and I literally drove past this dude three times to make sure like this was actually the guy and I wasn't getting catfished or Does some he shit. look like the picture? And I was like, is he gonna kill me? are there enough people in this restaurant? Okay, we good? We good? I think we're okay. How sketchy does this look as I roll by at five miles an hour? Like, it was sketchy as shit. <laughs> I honestly I wasn't expecting it to pan out. So like I was half ass ready for that date anyway. Like I I was wearing like a Star Wars shirt, no makeup on. I don't even think I was wearing a bra. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm ready to go. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, he's actually here. Damn. Ah, well, this is awkward. I'm like, okay, now I'm just sweating profusely, and I don't know how to pretend to be human. It did uh, went pretty well, though. <laughs> so, so uh, speaking of the forgetting how to be human part, um, the, the way the world is at the moment, I haven't mm-hmm. been out to eat at a restaurant in, since, like, I don't know, March or so. Yeah. And it's December now, mm-hmm. just so people know when, when we're having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I totally forgot how to talk to my waiter last time I went out. And Did sat you really? Down. Yeah, I totally. Uh, well, it's not that I forgot how to be polite. It's just that I was so out of sorts with mm-hmm. that social interaction. I was yeah. just like, about the, the, you know, oh, sir, would you like anything else? What What about your sides? Uh, 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 uh. You're like, I'm not ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. Not it was ready. one of those moments where I was just like, shit. 
Yeah. I'm out of sorts here right now. And yeah. it was, <laughs> I had to just step back and laugh at myself as I, as I was leaving the restaurant because, like, I fumbled every exchange between oh. myself and the waiter. I mean, eventually I got it out and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that thing that happens in your brain when you do something for the first just time in a while. Just misfires really bad. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it was great. And then, you know, I just, like I said, I just had to laugh at myself for that because I'd totally forgotten how to properly in interact. Social and situations and, can uh, be hard. And, uh, you know, give someone technical information, mm-hmm. like my order for drinks and foods and sides. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, haven't eaten in a restaurant since. And I think that's the one time we've done it since, like, the spring. And it, it was just a mess. It's weird seeing it half empty. Or restaurants half yeah. empty. Like, same thing with bars, too. Like, all the bar regulations are ridiculous right now. Because I'm like, why are they open then? Just close. Well, it really, what really cracks me up is when you see somebody sit in the socially distanced gapped seat. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we can sit there. And they get over there and they go to sit down there. And their ass is, like, almost touching the cushion. And then yep. they see the sign on the like, table or in the chair. Never like, mind. no, this is a socially distanced seat. Nobody can sit here because mm-hmm. six feet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, shit. Mumble and walk away. Rabble, yeah. rabble, rabble. And, like, Knoxville is, is pretty much completely shut down on Mondays now, too. Mm, like, there's yeah. nothing open. Which which is why the art scene is a little weird right yeah. now. Especially uh, with uh, First Fridays, because all of that yeah, was in first restaurants was and bars, great. and now it's just, like, what do you... There's nowhere to really show your art because no one's out to see it. Everything's right. moved to online. Yeah. And even that, like, if... If you're not an artist who is socially, like... Or already have an online presence yeah. or good at presenting your physically tangible mm-hmm. things in a digital manner that people can easily grasp. Yeah. That transition is a really weird thing that not everybody's good at. It's difficult, especially you realize really quick which artists are good at taking photos of their pictures, like, like of their art. Yeah. And the ones that are just really bad at it, and you can tell the colors are, like, off and the angles are all weird, and you're just like, oh. There's three points a lot, and none of them are in the right spot. Yeah, <laughs> and you see them with the phone in the reflection. Oh, uh, yeah, this is framed, and I'm taking a picture of it for my Instagram. Even though it's framed, just take it out of the frame. Here's the top half of my face and yeah. my, the backside of my phone. And you can in- tell I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> It's like every uh, it's every free uh, free television mm-hmm. come pick it up yeah. ad on Facebook so, or oh, Craigslist. Anything Craigslist. on Craigslist photos are just ridiculous. Oh man, I love all those old Craigslist ads mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah, there's a naked person staring back at you in that TV screen. Yeah, you're like, come and pick it up. You're like, no, thank oh, you. Thank I you. will meet you at the Walmart. <laughs> right, somewhere with uh, closed circuit cameras, please. And I know that you need to wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> please go somewhere where you wear pants. But yeah, the the art scene's so different now. Um, because like when I was bartending and then having my art in in various bars around town, it was it was really easy. It yeah, was, it was awesome. You just go to a first Friday event, you check out the art, you see the people who are you know looking at your stuff. People buy it. It's really nice. People are still trying to buy local art. Um, there's definitely still a drive for that, but they really have to reach out a lot harder now. Yeah, it's it's less convenient for artist and yes. and client yep. because there's a, a greater social and metaphorical disconnect now and absolutely uh, it's it's a really strange friction that most often we as artists and and consumers because Mm -hmm. i know you buy other people's art it's just a weird thing to see both sides of um yeah first fridays in knoxville are a hell of a hell of an event like everybody from one end of gay street to the other if you're if you're a restaurant or a bar they have local art that and the people that come out are very diverse. Like, you have yeah. people in college, you have really, really old people, you have people who are like, I'm actually just a musician, I'm in town, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, well, there's just a lot of people come out, and they just go ahead and bar hop. Yeah. It's great. 
Well, Absolutely great. If, if you start on South Gay Street and walk to North Gay Street, yeah. you can only hit, what, like 20, 25 yeah. bars? Mm-hmm. Well, now, and there's so many breweries, too, so you're just like, oh, I have no idea. And now you can stop and get, like, ramen if you want it. There's so many more options. Yeah. Like, if there's one interesting thing that's happened because of COVID, I think it's kind of gotten rid of some of the slightly weaker kind of storefronts and exchanged them for new ones, and some are really, really good. But I'm kind of curious to see how how it lasts this next round. Yeah, you know? yeah, we'll see. Like how much of this can a company can, like take, realistically yeah. speaking? And there, there are lots of companies around town yeah. that have suspended practices, or you know, say, well, yeah. we're going to shut down till things are cool, or or we're just out completely. And it's and it's always sad to see when somebody closes their doors, but yeah. at the same time, it's understandable Survival and it's, it's, it's an action that some people can't help but take when it comes to their business practices yeah. and whether it's from a personal health standpoint they're shutting down because they don't want to endanger their employees or mm-hmm. just the fact that they're not doing enough business to remain in business yeah. is 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 one thing and i like to see those businesses hibernate until mm-hmm. hopefully everybody's vaccinated or whatever yeah, comes right. to this when when it starts winding down but mm-hmm. you know i it's definitely put the tension on some businesses to keep the doors open or fold until they can figure out what yeah. what's next for mm-hmm. society. And I think too, a, a lot of some well, some of the businesses have realized that they really never even needed a storefront. They could do everything oh, yeah. online. Yeah, especially and especially if you already money. have a heavy online digital mm-hmm. presence in the first place. Yep, if you can do it online, just do it there. Figure out how to market that way. It's cheaper than paying a monthly rent. I mean, plus you do all the shipping yourself. You cut out a lot of the middlemen. I mean, that right, I, that's that's my mail center mm-hmm. right there. I print That's my great. shipping labels and I drop them off in a mailbox on my way to my day job in yeah. the morning. It's, it's way see it. more doable. And if I wanted to, I could just have the mailman pick it up out of my mailbox, but I yeah. like dropping it in the mailbox myself. Because then you know it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the security of it. Yeah, I like delivering the thing to the mailbox. I did this for you. Yeah. This is yours. It's sent with love. I, I took malice. 600 feet out of my morning commute to go mm-hmm. to this one specific mailbox that I really like just for you. You have a really specific mailbox you like. Well, it, it yeah, it is. There, I have a mailbox preference. Damn it. Well, it's it's uh, conveniently placed on mm-hmm. my on my morning uh, commute mm-hmm. between here and my my work of uh, my place of work work of place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll take a minute and I'll have everything in the passenger seat and I'll get out and I can't just stick it through the letter slot that's on the front side. So I got to go walk around the back and drop it in the little trap door thing, and I feel accomplished. It's more for me, really. And you know what? That's good. good. (laughs) It makes me feel good that I did everything from start to finish except deliver it. Like, the mailman can do his job. I'll let him do his job. I did everything up until that point. I feel like if someone hand-delivered it, it'd be like, okay, I want to watch you open it. Are you going to open it now? Oh, my God. I need to to see your reaction. The last two shipments I sent out were to New Jersey Uh and Tampa, Florida. So let me just drive my ass all the way to Tampa, Florida. I love that there's so, like, that was a fuck uh, lighter sleeve and Uh an actual fuck, like, word word art. And, uh... Go ahead. Yeah, like you You're said, like, please, it. please open it, open it. I, right now. I dare you. Take a video. Can I, I record this? Like, <laughs> I'm going to use this for my socials. Come on. Can I stream this on Instagram right yeah, now? Like. <laughs> hey, guys, we're live. So <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is my friend. He's opening his flying fuck. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. That kind of scenario. And I hate to put that kind of undue pressure on somebody. Like, act like you really want this. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then you're just like, pretty please act like you really All want four it. people that are going to watch this stream mm-hmm. are going to know you know that yeah. you like this. It's good shit. It's the best shit. It's made with love. It's, it's so weird being, um, like, I was a bartender for about five years, and being in the bartending industry, especially when it was really busy and everything like that, 
and then going to a bar now it'd be like you can't even sit in here you can like we have a we have outdoor seating just just for you yeah also we have like a big old sheet of plexiglass between me and you and it's like you have to slide the drink under it it's just it feels so different i don't mind the plexiglass uh, I really don't because you know what? I don't want to get sneezed on in the first place, covered or not. So, yeah, well, that's so, true. So, you know, if, if I'm at the gas station and I got to slide my six pack or my chocolate milk or, mm-hmm. you know, my, my candy bar under the, yeah. under the one foot tall gap, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. It's just, care. it seems weird to have it in a bar, especially like a very long lengthy bar because it's, if you only have it on one part, it's just like, what, what about the rest of the bar? Yeah. 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 Like at like, the cash register. Aren't we or, just like missing something here? Like they could just move. One step over and be like, oh, hey. I also really enjoy how people have been um, ingenious with their with their sneeze guard, quote-unquote, yeah. solutions. I've seen people hang them from ceilings. I've seen people, yeah. uh, you know, mount them to whatever counter surface they're working on. Mm-hmm. I've seen lots and lots of different types of installations, and it is very entertaining to see what businesses employ which, uh, which installation type to mm-hmm. to suit their needs like uh, the gas station the pilot on middlebrook close to my work yeah they have they have them hanging uh-huh. and they're right behind like the lottery ticket stands and, oh, and really? big lighters and all that oh right so they're between uh all those like counter displays mm-hmm. and the cash register and the guy so they're not like in my face on yeah. my side of the counter they're kind of in the middle and i bet we've all seen where it's like way back there in front of the cashier and like way on the other side close mm-hmm. to me on on the yeah. customer side of the counter so it's really just funny and i choose to be entertained by it i could be pissed off but there's no i don't have the time or energy for that i honestly (laughs) wonder what kind of uh so let's say all of this clears up everyone gets vaccinated and it's no longer an issue how much of that stuff's gonna stay up you know i would hope a lot of it Mm -hmm. i don't know some people are just gonna be be ready to take it down and not deal with it Mm -hmm. because it's one less thing to clean or fix or whatever you know but but also, it's like the hassle of taking all these down, <laughs> the things right. that have been mounted and hinged, you know. I would hope that if people really care that they would, you know, somehow yeah. more permanently attach these things, you know, make them a, a, more, yeah. a more permanent fixture into whatever, and, you mm-hmm. know, incorporate them into whatever design they've got going on. But, you know, at the gas station, that's not really that important. Yeah, I mean, unless they could stop a bullet, then, then it's very important. Right. But then you've got that foot tall gap at the bottom, so yeah. What is that even gonna do? It's just like that's when you just hide behind the counter in the first place. It's like when you go into a bathroom and then the bathroom stall is just a little bit too short and you can make eye contact. Like why? I hate when the door gaps are really big because you know you'll you'll when you hate to take a dump at a gas station and you just have to because you're human and Mm -hmm. you can't like make that happen clockwork or when you want it all the time you're just standing there i know right like shit i I just can't wait till i get home and that happens to everybody sometimes so you're sitting there doing your business and then all of a sudden you hear somebody coming to the bathroom and now you're all the more uncomfortable because you're pooping in a toilet that you don't know and somebody is in here too and you're just like oh and you see them walk by the stall and the door gaps like three inches (laughs) wide And you make eye contact with this guy when he's sitting there trying to go pee in the urinal mm-hmm. and you're sitting there trying to take a dump. It's just like, oh, God, it's just he no saw good. me. It's no I'm good. vulnerable. As long as you don't make eye contact. It's the eye contact. No, see, like the that. irony is that you always make eye Why contact. Why do you always make eye contact? That sounds horrible. Because you're looking at the person to see if they're looking at you. But in, of course they're going to try. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's the it's, weird it's humanness creepy. in this it's scenario so that makes everybody uncomfortable. I just want to make sure it's you that's, that's making this thing happen. Yep, it's you. Mm-hmm watching you i know it's you you better flush or wash your hands bitch or when you stand up uh, mm-hmm. i'm i'm kind of tall mm-hmm. or if you stand up and you can see across the tops of stalls and oh. see the top of other people's heads and shit don't like that uh, i don't like that. oh oh yeah. 
the uh, the Knoxville Convention Center is really is really bad for that. Last yeah. time I used the restroom in there, I was I was walking into the stall and I realized I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I was just like, oh god, I can see everybody else's foreheads. I don't like that. Uh, that's the Please. con of being tall. Oh. See, in Germany, um, if you go to like places like Berlin, in all their public restrooms, it's floor to ceiling. Yeah, great. It's wonderful. Give me. It's like the best thing ever. I'm like, why can't we just have the rest of the wall? Capitalism piece? is far more intense. Ugh. You're going to get that middle five and a half feet. Yep. All right. The bottom six inches and the mm-hmm. top 18 inches. And you're just, just not going to get quality, too. <laughs> like, we all know the quality of like bathroom stalls is just horrible. Like, you, you see in like zombie land, you know, like, oh, yeah, we got all these zombies and it's a bathroom scene. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just use this door to stop anything. And it's like, this door isn't going to stop anything. That door is like honeycomb <laughs> aluminum with plastic. Fronts and you backs. could pretty it's much not. undo a bathroom stall screw with your pinky nail if you tried hard enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it's really not hard just to rip those things off the no. hinges sometimes. Like, it's just, you you could probably lift it. it, it there's, uh, no, mm-mm. Nope. I don't trust it. I don't trust I, there, it. There, I've been in bathrooms where I was afraid to sneeze at the walls. Oh. Well, I mean, I didn't want to knock them over. Were they also the type of bathrooms that had glory holes? Like... If they did, I didn't know about it. <laughs> You're like, what's this? Oh, is this a hole for trash? Okay, just boop. Yeah, it, it's right here. <laughs> Immediately to my right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, Awkwardly, like a third of the way to the front. Yeah, so you didn't have to stand next to the toilet. I don't know what glory holes are like. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I don't know what they're like either. <laughs> no matter how I say it, it's going to sound sketchy. You sounded really know, confident. <laughs> What? I haven't. I don't know. I've never even been to a strip club. I can't even say. Hey, me too. It's just, I feel like I don't want to be covered in glitter, so why would I go? I've already been covered in glitter. I don't like to be covered in glitter. When you, when you work in the entertainment industry, at some point, you cannot escape being covered in glitter. Yeah, you can run. You can run very no, fast. No, no, listen, no. Why? No, why? it doesn't work like that. Kill it with fire. I don't listen, know. Listen, listen. Even if you try to vacuum it up off the floor, oh, which I've done thousands of times, it mm-hmm. still gets on you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. It's like gold leaf. Uh, Shit gets everywhere. That's true. Gold leaf does. Um, yeah, you can't do anything about it. Oh, what? Look. It'll get stuck to your nails. it get stuck under your nails. it get stuck to your hands. it get stuck to the floor. You sneeze next time, and you're like, stuck holy shit, 24 like, karat oh. boogers. Like, I mean, it happens. That just sounds bougie as hell. Listen. I mean, it could be the next song, 24 karat boogers. That would be more lyrical value than a lot of shit being played <laughs> in the top 40 right now. 24 karat boogers is Post Malone's new single. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I could totally see that. The word "yeah" is is stated fifty times in the song. Oh. It'll it'll be okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yep, it's gold. Boogers. <laughs> yep, yeah, boogers. boogers. Um, so, so uh, where where have you displayed your art around town? About everywhere, any or, or, I've had a lot. Is had where a lot haven't you displayed your art? A better oh question. Gosh, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> so usually the places I do have it in the bars. Um, I've had it in. Modern. I've had it a lot in Central Depot. Mm. Um, Crafty Bastard was actually the first place I ever displayed my work, which nice. was really, really cool. And it's funny because um, I only had like the teeny wall in there. And then last time I went back, I had the whole place. So nice. it was really, really cool. It's It always feels good to yeah. fill out this space. Well, yeah. And I've done work with uh, the Dogwood, Dogwood Arts Festival as well. So that was cool. Um, there's a lot of really good opportunities in Knoxville. Mm. Like it, I will say it's a very art-centric kind of little town. I, I was involved with a stormwater project mm-hmm. a couple oh, of years no ago. Oh, no freaking way. The one with the chalk? Uh, no. Uh, it was it was a storm drain yeah. painting uh, for the city. and uh, To encourage people not to, to litter in the storm yeah, drain. Yeah, so, right? so mm-hmm. um, you know, litter in stormwater 
don't mix so it mm. doesn't get you know out to the rivers and whatnot yeah. so that i did i did a library in south knoxville that's really cool. yeah it was really neat and that it was at public buildings mm-hmm. and all those storm drains um there were 10 storm drains i think so, so 10 different artists to paint those uh they provided you with um Is it like a latex paint yeah Okay. Yeah, they they say, were teamed like up with just... uh, Granning Paints, mm-hmm. so the city already paid for That's all the nice. primary colors and and black and white. So you just go there and pick up your half gallon of every you know your five colors or whatever, and then okay. uh, then you just head out to your location in a specific date and time window and paint it. And then uh, they were all judged by the public and whatnot. That's super cool. Yeah, I think I took like fifth out of yeah. seven or whatever. It, it it wasn't a big field. But it was still a really fun it's project so to be involved yeah. with. Super um, cool. I did like a. It was in a corner, mm-hmm. so I, man, I had to sweep so much gravel out of my spot. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, because you know it was down in the corner in this parking lot, and it was the the bottom side of the parking lot. So all the silt and the gravel just ran that way. Oh, and I was like, oh man, you know what? This shit's gonna get covered worst. up by rocks. Yeah. But my the message of mine is I, I don't even remember what I put on there, but I made a really nice. Uh, water droplet mandala all, oh, all heading really towards neat. the towards the drain with big red letters on the outside circumference that's you know, really neat do not litter storm drain whatever Your mandalas are freaking amazing oh stop no they really are oh, stop. they're legit well thank like, you like, I'll, I'll take some a, compliments man. you should you um, totally should i don't know how you keep them so consistent i drive myself crazy i would too <laughs> yeah, absolutely i can anything symmetrical to save my life i can't even keep my eyebrows symmetrical when i put them on in the morning what they're they're sisters they're not twins (laughs) that's when i try to curl my mustache that's exactly what happens one side is perfect the other side refuses to cooperate so damn so close and yet so far that's what happens like you know i you might not know this because you don't have a beard that is true i do not have a beard but uh, your head hair the the stuff Mm -hmm. up here it grows in a grain yeah and it can be different Patterns and directions mm-hmm. and textures. Well, this shit on the bottom of my face is the same way. Yeah. It has a grain and a texture. So the left side of my face grows down and under my chin and, and to the right. And you the get right, a swoop? And the right side of my cheek just goes straight down. And where they meet on the bottom mm-hmm. side of my right jaw, it just goes this way. Like like a 45-degree angle straight off the side of my face towards the ground. Do you know and, that they make beard brush hair straighteners? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want no part of that shit, do we? I feel like that's a scary thing to put right next to your face granted you put it on your head but i've straightened my hair yeah and that's fine i i I just have no desire to straighten my beard well beard hair is really coarse too for the most part like i feel like it would just look kinky yeah the non-traditional word kinky (laughs) well it's 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 one of those things too like i have to be aware that when i go to like have someone cut my hair or or i'm trimming my beard it's like hey Mm mm-hmm it's going to look weird in this particular way because that's how your oh, face yeah. grows hair. You know, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll be out getting my hair cut somewhere and I'll, I'll tell whoever's cut my hair, hey, listen, you might think it's crooked and that's because it fucking is crooked. Mm-hmm. Like it's never going to be straight. So don't so drive yourself crazy trying to get a somewhat acceptable symmetrical cut on my beard because it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. just not. When I used to work at Central Depot, we were right next to E.D. Bailey's. Yeah. And they would come in and talk about beards all the time. I'm just like, I just don't know how people can keep them symmetrical at all. Like, there's, I don't know, it blows my mind. It doesn't work. My hair, like, in, in general, it's so much easier to work with the hair on the top of your head. And I still can't do that shit right either. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine messing with, like, my chin beard. I'd be like, well, one, I can't really fully see it. So. Yeah, you can't see what's under, like, yeah. the stuff on the bottom of your jaw. Know. You can't see that shit. I would be so bad at keeping that up. And the people who try to make this hard lines, mm. 
I no. Mm. Mm-hmm. Goddamn I just I, I just let it do what it does, I and if it gets too utterly, oh god. Yep, all the neck beard. I mean, it would go. It would be perfect with your with your streaming <laughs> scenarios. Hello, my name is Hannah, and I have a neck beard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> like, oh god. It's like we're gonna play Monster Hunter World and not talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is why we drink, guys. Everyone, we're starting now. We're doing shots. <laughs> Every time I take a hit, it's one ounce. Like, yeah, let's <laughs> just do it. Oh gosh! If, if I had so, a dollar for every time I carded, man, I'd be freaking rich. So we're we're running a little long. I don't know what kind of time window you got here, but uh, we've been talking yeah. for about an hour, uh-huh. and uh, I was going to ask you who are your uh, if you have any influences that influence your body of work overall, or if you have some influences that come through directly. Oh, in your absolutely. work that you can have like direct like this this look I, I distilled from this influence mm-hmm. and um, who they are just in general and if you have any of those yeah locally. so um, when it comes to like art history and stuff my favorite artist is Alphonse Mucha my babe oh my god when I was you gonna talk to me about love, some Art Nouveau stuff yeah you gonna I talk fucking to me right love now? Art Nouveau oh, that is that oh. is the tits um, I have I have the Moon Goddess shower curtain no I'm you just, fucking yeah I do I have it in a poster oh boy that I got in a Mooka museum. In freaking Germany. Oh, well, you got me there. Actually, I almost got in really big trouble when I was there. So when I went to Germany, I was a sophomore in in high school. So my mom gave me, like, spending money. Oh, that's right for trouble, yeah. And and I'm like, oh, spending money, it's not mine. I almost spent all my money on an Art Nouveau golden necklace that had swirls and pearls and opals and rubies. (laughs) And it was, like, 250 euros. And And you wouldn't have eaten the rest of the trip. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, croissants? Jewelry. I'm like, I don't know. I can get a thousand croissants. Look I at almost, this necklace. I know. I almost did it. I, I, I still regret it. I have a picture of it somewhere, and I just look at it and just go, huh. uh, my precious. <laughs> like, okay. It would have been so pretty, and I would have never worn it once because it's historical, but still. Right. That that style, you can't directly see it yeah. in my work, but I am heavily swirl, I love it. it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's about the angles and the way they do fabric. Oh, my gosh. I, I love to compare Art Nouveau with Art Deco because it's like the equivalent of dwarves and elves. Yeah. They just mirror over perfectly, and I'm like, I'd clearly be an elf. <laughs> it's swirly. Like, there's no question it's about it. It's got them curves. The filigree is too good. Yes. It's just beautiful. It's so pretty. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And the colors are good, too. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of neutral tones, but they have, like, shadows, and ugh, gotta love shadows. That, and, <laughs> and somehow these muted color palettes yeah. end up looking mm-hmm. super vivid. Oh, very somehow. much so. Yeah, and I have no idea how he did it initially. Like, the first person who figured that shit out, a.k.a. him. But I'm like, how would you just be like, this is my style. No one else has done anything like this. But, yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. And I'd still props to whoever figured out tempura yeah. the first time. They're like, I'm going to take these eggs, mash up some of these rocks. Just yeah, <laughs> I don't, now, what I don't the hell? understand that. Oh, <laughs> what like, the hell? That's just way above my head. And then the other artist I really like is uh, Kevin Eslinger. I don't know that name. You should. What do they do? You probably know it, but you don't. Um, oh. So Kevin Eslinger did all the, like, he did a significant amount of art for the Spawn series. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he actually designed all the original toys and stuff for it, too. Hey, but he does nice. a lot of work with inks and um, a lot of comic book-oriented things. It's just really cool. Yeah. It's really neat. His use of color is super vivid. Actually, you would like his use of color a lot because mm. it's super bright. Very nice. A lot of crazy colors and... Uh, a lot of disturbing images, specifically well, I mean, of, you know, Ronald McDonald. Well, that's fine. 
Because who doesn't if, like disturbing if you If you've ever seen our I'm Sorry John on Reddit, that's that's just the yeah. worst Garfield stuff that you it's could possibly so imagine. It's, I love it so much. I'm a tormented person. <laughs> Everyone is. When you, when you dig deep enough, you're just like, oh yeah, that's still pretty good. There it is. That's fucked up. I love it. Well, those are the two artists that I really, really like. And I wish I was a little bit more like, I'm like maybe one day. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I'll just wake up and I'll be good. <laughs> My dad will be like, are you winning, son? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. And instead I'm like, no. <laughs> Always. <laughs> kind of. What's winning anyway? What, how do you quantify winning, dad? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's like how to quantify if art is good. It's like, I don't know. I told you it was good. Take my word for it. And it's just like, oh, I can't. Can't do it. It's so hard not to like tear your own art to pieces. Oh, yeah. Being, being your so harshest hard. critic. It is so hard. So, do you have any uh, local influences? Mm. No- Knoxville area or, or like Southeast regional? Carol Quinn. I don't know if you've seen her stuff. She's, she's really involved with the Dogwood Arts Festivals. She's, okay. um, she's got way different art styles. She kind of bounces. Um, but um, her use of color and texture is really good. I am so bad when it comes to texture. I I don't glob on paint. I'm like, no, no, no. This stuff is expensive. You get back here. <laughs> uh, and like her stuff, like you could pretty much dig your hands into it. But it's just a really nice color progression in some of her stuff. And it's okay. like, dang, it's good. She's been doing art forever, though. Like I assume 150 years. Oh yeah. She probably just lives forever. Well, you're definitely well. If you make art like that, you might have you some weird do. secret spell. I mean, hey, you'll, you'll have deals to. with the devil is a real thing. I don't have a soul. I can't make those deals. For everybody that doesn't know, I'm redheaded. So. Yeah, I just never had a soul anyway. Hey, we're in the same boat. I mean, I'm not redheaded. I just never had one. Well, that's that's a special case. Yeah, yeah I'm an outlier. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I, I like to blame it on the service industry. Like, it just sucked oh. it out of me on the very first day, and it was just gone. It's like, like you oh. walked into the bar, and you're just like, meow. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, dang, my ABC card? Oh, in exchange for my soul? I guess so. It's like $90, so meh. Right, yeah, here you go. Is that all it's worth? Thanks. <laughs> this is good. Can I take your order? <laughs> it's like, fuck. It's like, no, you're drunk already. I can't serve you. I'm just going to go <laughs> scream in the walk-in. I will see you in five minutes with your goddamn ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> that or your fifth thing of ranch. It's always, like, number five. Yeah. Because there's never enough. No. Oh, and I used to work at the melting pot, and, like, with all the sauces <laughs> there. It was it was terrible. We had so many Karens. It was so bad. So, so bad. I need the brie cheese. I need it right now. You need it right now, Karen? Right now. You do, but you only want to get half the servings because you want to save the money, but you want twice the cheese. Something's got to give here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My favorite one was telling, um, I had one family, and, like, this kid was, like, touching the pot on the table. I'm like, okay, I'm turning this on. It's going to get it's, hot. Your, your kid's going to burn himself if he touches it. He's like, it's fine. And he's like, touch, touch, still touching it. And he's letting his kid do it. I'm like, well, I've warned you. I'm, I'm, I should have made you sign a freaking waiver. Sure enough, it's full of hot, boiling water. And like, right. the kid's like, ow. I'm like. Told your ass. I told you. <laughs> and the dad's like, well, he didn't know. And I'm like, no, no, no. I told you. You want to go ahead and try to yell at my manager about this? They're totally going to take my side. <laughs> crazy bitches. Like, I, I. Protocol for me is to tell you this is going to get hot as I sit it mm-hmm. on your table. Like, don't exactly. don't play around here. Like, like, I there's know a I, reason we deliver it in a metal cage. Yeah, for like, real. Uh, Goodness. People. Those things are fun. <laughs> the food was really good, though. I will say that. Yeah, that's true. If you're into boiling your food. Yeah. Or deep frying it. You can deep fry it there. That's true. That's good. That's some good shit. Okay, now I'm hungry. Well, good thing it's almost lunchtime. I know. Lunchtime and tattoo time. So, okay, uh, speaking of art, where are you going to go get your tattoo work Saint. on? Saint. All right. Doc Cooper has done my whole sleeve so far. 
And you've got, do you have pictures of that on the old internet so that people I can should. see? Yeah, I think it's on Instagram. Okay, cool. I would assume so. I'd be very surprised if I didn't post it. I mean, if I go through that much pain, you think I'm going to post something about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you might as well. Like, if you see me in person, done. you'll see this on my media. Yeah, outlets, so. right. Yeah. And then, um, so I'm getting my elbow done and I'm getting a prey mantis. Ooh, your elbow? Yeah. I mean, prey mantis is okay. cool, but ooh, so your elbow? I got this one done. <laughs> the inside of the elbow was the worst. Oh, this I've got, sucked. I've got text right there next to my armpit. and it was flower petal in my God, armpit. it was terrible. And that was like, man. So usually when I get my tats done, I kind of have a general idea of what I want. I kind of let Doc Cooper just run with it because I'm yeah. like, you're the artist. You do your thing. I'm going to like it anyway. Yeah. And so when he was doing the koi fish that I have on the inside of my arm, he went ahead and put a flower petal right in my armpit. Oh. And I'm like, do we have to, Doc? He's like, yep. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, buck up, buttercup. I'm going in. I was like, oh, my God. I feel this in my face. Why oh. is this in my face? Oh, yeah. Right there. It, it felt was- like. You uh, feel it everywhere. Yeah, so right mm. right next to my armpit, like in the soft meat right yeah. there, you know, it felt like it just shot like all the way around to my shoulder blade, like right right uh, under my arm, all the way around. Like I felt it in the back of my, I feel you know, it a like lot of my around my cage. shoulder blade. Yeah. I get the ribcage one. One time I got it in my foot. What? I was just like, how long is that neuron? Like, holy shit. I've got, I've got tattoos, uh, the back of my calf yeah. right here. I heard and, a tough uh, spot. Yeah, well, it. It, it feels really weird. I bet. Did it want to give you, like, a Charlie horse? No, I never got a cramp or anything, but it was a scenario where I couldn't tell exactly what I knew it hurt because, obviously, you're getting tattoo. a tattoo. But sometimes you can trace the pain and sort of, like, know yeah. what the picture is or where you're at in the picture yeah, based on where, where you feel the needle being. Mm-hmm. But my perception of where the needle was in you this piece of art tell. was just ridiculous and so far off. Uh, uh, oh, and then I have one above... My knee pit on my low thigh, oh, uh, you know, on my opposite oh. leg, and that that one was really weird because um, that's not a fun spot either. It yeah the the you don't, you the don't soft know, meat like behind your, your, your knee, right? It's like the, I have no fucking idea. It really felt like the pain was two inches lower mm-hmm. than where the needle was actually, you know, going that's into so my skin. Weird. Like it felt like the meat behind my knee was vibrating and hurting and being punctured, but no, it's like six inches above that or whatever, you know. Have you ever gotten a tattoo super stoned? Uh, I do most things super stoned, I'm not going to lie. So, uh, yeah, this is the short answer. Oh, my gosh. So, when I got the line work done for this one, um, I did it completely sober and stuff. And it's he's so heavy-handed. Oh, my God. It's like, (laughs) you are digging into my, you know, emptiness. Um, But it was just so deep. And I almost, like, tapped out on this one. It was a three-hour session. I was getting really close. And then, so, I put off getting the color in there for, like, a year. Because I was like, PTSD. Oh, my God. So... So, oh, that black spot right yeah, there. Yeah, this black spot How is, is cover up. So, so I got all the oh, line work damn. done first, Ooh. and then uh, had the uh, you know the yeah. shading and everything done. And then all this was colored in once, and you can still see the different texture of scar tissue it's there. Hard man. And the second pass of black on top of that was so six because you're just so meaty weeks. at that point. You know? Well, it was Ugh. I don't know, maybe eight weeks. Maybe a little, long, maybe a little longer than two months, because yeah. you know you're supposed to wait a good little window yeah. of time. That that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I hated it so much. It hurt so yeah. fucking Put bad. Put in ink over ink. Well, it's just the fact that here's this nice new tender skin, and then let's just go through and rake a needle over it for an hour. God, it's like mincemeat after. Oh, a while. dude, it was so terrible, and it's I I have delicate skin. I I mean I have pretty fair skin. I'm white and I have red hair, and I'm just you know built like that. So. <laughs> It swole up. 
so yeah. big. <laughs> and yeah. I just like looking at it I under, under, really bad. under the under the saran wrap, you know, the stuff. And I was just you like, you could feel it like pulsating. Oh yeah. yeah. And it it the second layer of that hurt way more than any single bit of tattoo work I've ever had done. And that being said, this is the first second layer of, yeah. of something I've ever had put Jesus. on. And I, I was um, bewildered by how much more it hurt. Like, it, it legit like, was it. a huge surprise how much it hurt. When I went to go get the color put in, I was so stony baloney. It was ridiculous. Uh, I was It was like chain smoking in the room with him. I was like, do you care? And he's like, not at all. Blow it my way. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and, and he's like, do you feel this at all? I'm like nope, I don't feel diddly shit. Perfect. And he's like, I'm in your elbow. I'm like, stop it, that's weird. That's so weird. I'm in your elbow. And I'm like, I'm just really thirsty now. And like, get all squinty and stuff. I'm like, I don't know where I live. <laughs> I just kept going for like, it was like a three hour smoke session. I shouldn't have done that. But that's what I'm going to do today. That's what happened that day. Yeah. Uh, I, I've spent, I think this piece, the one we were just talking mm-hmm. about, was about three hours total it's, between it's both long. sessions. Yeah, it, I mean, that's, my it's a long whole, time to always have like a constant adrenaline rush, you know. It's yeah, just it goes uh, from my exhausting. elbow to my armpit. It's, it's a, a big not size a small piece, piece yeah. of skin. So it's it's uh it was a session, and then the second piece for the second part of the cover up, like it was it was a mess. But I, yeah. that's the longest I've ever sat, and I damn near fell asleep. Really? Yeah. That's not bad. I hope I fall asleep. I'm not going to, but I hope. Well, you do what you can, and that's <laughs> what I entrust you to do. I'll be like. Okay, I'm just gonna pretend nothing's happening. <laughs> They're like little little butterflies landing on my skin, inviting me. I fucking hate butterflies sometimes. Do you know butterflies taste with their feet? Yeah. Isn't that freaking weird? Yeah. That's fucking strange. Yeyeah. No. But I mean. Also, I'm, they're they're carnivorous. But see, the thing is, I'm just happy I don't do that. I'm happy you don't do that too, because that'd be weird. I don't want to taste with my feet. Like the inside of my shoes must taste terrible. I don't want that. Yeah, that's fair. I bet you would shower more often though. Or, like, have interchangeable insoles. Yeah, it would probably be that. Yeah. Yeah, then it, you could taste grass. What if you were walking around but also eating a burger? You could taste both. That would be a sensory experience. Would that be a grass-fed burger? Like, it would have to be a grass-fed <laughs> burger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. That would be a sensory experience. What if you just molested your feet with your feet before you used your hands to So, to like, eat what it? if only your feet could taste but not your mouth? Oh my God! No, that would thank be you. Terrible. No, thank you. But then you could eat and never get fat because you just taste things with your feet. Oh man! Hey, there's no way you're skipping the calories in this ordeal. No. Come on. Well, your if your feet absorb the calories, like, but if you eat and you don't, you don't get pleasure from physically eating the food, but only from tasting it with your feet. You could technically taste everything, but not eat anything. So the pleasure would derive from the taste and not the not the actual the, not the sustenance from it. So then it's like, okay, I would just go to a buffet and taste everything. Oh, that's weird. But then can you imagine like going to Five Guys and unwrapping your burger and, and just, just popping your foot on up on it. the table and just be like, oh, <laughs> people with foot fetishes would be like, yes, put the ketchup on it, yeah, yeah. Just cover it, stamp on it. Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> what have we done? Oh Jesus! People. All right, so so. So, do you have anybody you would like to hear in this format? Uh, friends of yours, artists, inspirations that you would like to hear on a local podcast? Ooh, yes, Spencer McCoy. So he's a different type of artist. He's a music artist. Yeah, that's but, uh, we, we're we're all gamuts here. He is uh, wonderful. Well, he is just a I don't even know how to describe Spencer. Um, a special gentleman. Oh yeah. A very very interesting personality. He could 
me and him have talked for hours about ridiculous things, mainly Cthulhu. But um, that's valid. Yeah, very valid. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like him a lot. Well, if uh, you want to do this again and drag yeah. him along with you, we could totally do that. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd yeah, be let's do it. There'd have to be alcohol involved, but I think uh, that could be arranged. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Not here! Oh gosh! Beer yeah. bottles and microphones never. I know. It's those twos don't they don't match? They don't go together. Mm-hmm. Just so, is there uh, anybody else that strikes your fancy with that question? Mm-hmm. There's a ton of really good artists. Oh my goodness! Um, there is. I'm trying to think. This guy named Mitch who goes to Central Depot. Um, he does a lot of work with charcoals, mm-hmm. if you want more like a traditional art kind of style. And he does a lot of illustrations, but his stuff is really cool too. Um, there is also Brian Wilkinson. I know that name. Yeah, so yeah. Brian does all of the ridiculous clay work and makes a bunch of skeleton mugs. And he has a display case at Central Depot. Yeah. But I think he's also an art professor at Roan State. Roan State. Okay. He's really cool. I know. I know. I've seen that name around somewhere. I He's feel like I've seen the funny word. dude. He's just a funny dude. Well, I enjoy sitting down and having silly conversations with Me talented too. people. So that's that's what I try to do. Maybe after all this COVID stuff's done, we should have another puppy art day. Yeah, we can do it for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm the pl- the plan is to mm-hmm. launch this shenanigan in February. Cool. And I'm trying to get as many of these episodes recorded in the can, Smart. so I can disperse them at a regular interval. And well, then, let me know. And I'll go ahead and push it on all my platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are your platforms? Since we're wrapping up, go ahead, throw it out there. <laughs> okay. Where can we find you? What do you do there? <laughs> so on Twitch, it's Cosmic Saki. I'm also on Instagram. Will you spell that, please? Yes. C-O-S-M-I-C-S-A-K-I. Cosmic Saki. You sound um, like you've had to do that before. It's more like spelling half my last name. It's just not <laughs> But um, so I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, on TikTok. God bless it. All under Cosmic Saki as well. Well, how convenient of you to have it all wrapped up under one nice banner. You know, it's just easier. It's just <laughs> so much easier. Oh, the only time I messed it up was with my PlayStation Network name. Ah. Scurvy Monkey. <laughs> Not anywhere close to Wait, Cosmic so, Saki. So you on PlayStation are a monkey with a vitamin C deficiency? Yeah, so that oh. way if I kill you, you get killed by a scurvy monkey. Oh. Or you kill one. I was going to be Angry Midget, but I didn't want to offend people. And I was like, you can't be killing Angry Midgets. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Scurvy monkey is mm-hmm. is far more acceptable yeah. and hilarious. It's I think just it's fun, it's special. Uh, it's something about malnourished monkeys, really. Right. <laughs> I, just, I just imagine that they're Hypothetic- eating a banana and it's Hypothetic- just like it's not working. Hypothetically, allegedly yeah. malnourished monkeys. Yes, fair, very, very fair. <laughs> All right, well, Hannah, we're going to wrap this up. Sounds good. Thanks for having this chat. It's been Thank great. Thank you for having me. You are most welcome. Oh, you are the sweetest. Oh, stop it. Uh, we're going to we're gonna wrap, wrap this up. I'm going to hit this record button and stop this thing. Thank cool. you very much. In time. That was the show. I hope you enjoyed. All the relevant social media and website links will be in the episode description for the featured artist today. And if you yourself, or know an artist that you would like to be or see on the platform, shoot me an email. It'll be listed somewhere on here. I'll try to make it plainly evident for you. But uh, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time.